microphone checker, swinging swords lecture, closing down the sector, supreme neck protector. Better warn him, kid, Mr. Metzer. Warning pop, about to blow his lid from the pressure. Too hot for TV, for sheezy. Too many wanna be hard, be easy. It's all in together, going on like together. It don't take much to please me. Still, Holmes, I'm never satisfied like the stones. Boom! Hello, America. Hello, world. Hello, you. It is your new best friend, Cashmere, California, and this is the Pod is Good podcast, a.k.a. the Notorious P.I.G. This is episode 33. Pod is good. And all the time, if you know, you know. If you don't keep listening, you will learn today. I have the most important guest that I've had on the show thus far. This is by means no disrespect to any of my other guests, but all of my guests would concur with this sentiment. The most valuable person, the most special guest that I've had here on the show, ladies and gentlemen, episode 33, you get to meet Mama California. Let's go. Hi, Mom. Hello. (laughs) Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Pod is good community. This is Miss Jetty Taylor, a.k.a. Mama California. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm so excited. I got my mama on the show, y'all. I got my mama on the show. We done made it. (laughs) It's official now. We have made it. I got my mama here. Things couldn't be better. I'm so happy to see you. Look amazing. Thank you. <laughs> what does that say? What's your shirt say? Wake, pray, and slay. Wake, pray, slay. Yes, That's my mama, y'all. That's my mama. All right, so this is gonna be fun because I get to like ask you some things that maybe I never knew. Maybe I get to dig in a little bit and get to know some stuff about my mom that I just never knew. Right. Okay. So we're gonna start. Long, long before I was even thought of, you know, like they used to say, before you was even a twinkle in your daddy eye. Yes. I want to know some of your favorite hobbies as a kid. As a kid, we didn't, I really didn't have a lot of hobbies because we just went outside and played, you know, and uh, climbed trees and swung on tire ropes. And uh, I used to love to crochet when I was little, so I would make purses and hats and stuff Hmm. like that. Um, yeah, that's pretty much well. Hopscotch, just the outside, you know, running and running. I used to love to run, so you know, racing people or yeah, yeah. And did you were you like the play by yourself or play with like a large group type of person? Like a lot of people out and you overdoing your own thing, or were you with the crowd? No, I was I was with the crowd because we, you know, from Hate High, there's you know, everybody knew everybody, so uh, I was with uh. Miss Dester Johnson, like her her girls, Rita, Frida, Sandra. Yeah. Uh, and so th- that was my at-home crew. And then, of course, when I was at school, I had, you know, a different crew. But, yeah, no, I wasn't a loner. Shout out to everybody from Haytai, Missouri. Yeah. You know, if y'all don't know Haytai, it's, it's in the boot of Missouri. If you go look at how it's shaped at the bottom, it's like this little bitty boot. That's where all our people from right there. Yeah. I mean, not all, you know, but that's, that's what we 
I guess I can't even say started. You know, you as you know, you the pioneer. You are our ancestry.com uh, liaison. <laughs> so <laughs> I gotta watch what I say, but that is where this union was formed in that area. Right, exactly. Gotcha. Okay. And so um talent shows, like did you used to sing, dance? Did you rap? Please tell me you rap. That'd be so <laughs> No, I didn't rap. I didn't rap. Um, I did um, one talent show, I think, uh, with your dad when we were in, um, I think we were in high school, and we had a little band. Um, we did a little thing for a talent contest. So. Oh, please, you got to take me there. You got to take me there. Okay. So you, dad, are, have a band. What, what, are you, what are you playing or singing? What is he doing? I don't remember. <laughs> I was singing, oh, and I were, and I I can't even remember the song. It was uh, by this guy. I think his last name was Brown, and so mm. we named the band something Brown and Company or something. So, yeah, oh, I don't know. Knowing your dad, he probably danced. <laughs> oh no! But I think he played instruments too. But I don't even remember who else was in the band. I just remember being on that talent show that time. Did you guys win? No, I think. I don't know. We may have came in second or third or something like that, maybe. Oh, Steve Jobs, why hadn't you created this yet? <laughs> <laughs> I need to see the footage. <laughs> yeah. They taught high school. So one talent show. So is there a reason it was only one? Like, did you just not like it? Or did you guys only have one that ever happened at the school? I don't even remember like how that even came about. Hmm. Um, so as I recall, maybe it was just the one time we thought we were ready yeah. or that we just thought of something. Oh, let's do this talent show. Gotcha. Um, but I don't remember if it was just a one time thing or. Yeah. What it was. Do you remember if this is like high school? Yeah, I think it was high school. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so um, I know you, you just said you like to run. So I know you ran track. Yes. Okay. Um, what other sports? Um, not really. I think track was the only sport. I mean, you know, we had PE back then. So yeah. um, we played volleyball, which I really didn't care for. Uh, basketball was just starting up for girls. So it wasn't too oh. many girls that did that. Um, so, you know, I was a sprinter. Um, I did hurdles. Uh, I did relays. Uh, so I was uh, a runner. I wanted yeah. to I wanted to play flag football, but they rehearsed on Sundays. And so being a PK, uh, mom and dad wasn't having me going nowhere practicing on a Sunday. Can't do so, that. Like a bridges kid. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I never got a chance to do that. But in track, I mean, we went all the way to state in track. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's really good. What yeah. was your um? favorite uh what was favorite thing to do in track uh i think the i did the i don't even know they they've recalibrated i think like mm. what, the things now but mine was like the i did the two 220 okay. which is like halfway around um i won first in district with that and then that took oh. us to state and then we had like a 880 medley relay and a 440 and i think i ran both of those wow Okay. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know you went to state. That's, that's like pretty awesome. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. So during that time, did you have like sports 
dreams, like Olympic dreams, or was it just kind of something that you enjoyed doing? And so you, you know, it was just something in high school that yeah. we did. So a bunch of my friends, we were, you know, a lot of the cheerleaders ran track too. So it was just, you know, either cheering or running. So now there's a thing that you used to, I can't remember if you used to like it or you just told me about it, but um, like putting peppermints in like a dill pickle. <laughs> that, that was you, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what what other like like little quirky guilty pleasures like that do you remember that you used to like as a kid? Do you remember I, any? I've always been a mixer. And so my earliest remembrance is um I was, I don't know, I must have been maybe five, six, and I had ice cream. And then the ice cream I had uh, I had a whole bunch of junk in it. I can't even remember what it was. And my mom made me throw it away. She was like, you're going to make yourself sick. She was like, throw it away. You know why that's so crazy to me is that um, my cousin Ricky, you know, your nephew. Yeah. That was my first business. I never made it a business, but my first business idea, I'll never forget it. Me and Ricky in Missouri, and I had a cup with vanilla ice cream and crunched up Captain Crunch in it. And I was like, I'm going to sell this. This is going to be like a new flavor ice cream. The ironic part is that me and Erica, when we go get frozen yogurt, one of our favorite toppings to put on it is Captain Crunch. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> and that was around, you know, those early, you know, seven, eight-year-old, you know, thoughts that you just somehow think you just come up with an idea and then boom. It right, makes money. right. Yeah. Yeah. I used to eat onions too. Like fresh onion? Yeah. Like, like, like an apple? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I don't know. I was just that kid. I don't know. <laughs> just try it. And it was just like, okay, you know, it was good. <laughs> wow. Did you, um, did you, did it make you cry? You just fall no. through it. <laughs> like, no, I don't know. It was a different kind of onion. I don't know. I put salt on it and just, you know, just ate it. Wow. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, right here first. You don't know anybody <laughs> that eats salted onions like an apple. <laughs> yeah. That, that's it was probably just one time because mom probably caught me and was like, no. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, grandma <laughs> wasn't having that. She was like, no, if I ain't let you eat that ice cream, Mix up, yeah, because it was like ice cream and pickles, and it was something weird. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool, though. That's cool. Do you ever have times that you're, you know, because when you get older and we're we're more mature, and like now you know what goes with what and what's healthy and what's not. Do you ever miss that little youthful part of you that just threw whatever together and didn't care if it was healthy, not supposed to go together, sweet, sour, crunchy, don't matter. No, because actually I do that with now with just the foods that I eat that I know that are healthy for me. Like just this morning, I had like um, a cup of tea and I mixed my teas too. So I had like, I think it was green tea and maybe oolong tea. And then I put some manuka honey in there. And then I threw a handful of blueberries in there, in there with it. So or I'll, throw, I'll scramble eggs and throw blueberries in there along with my spinach and arugula. So, I, yeah, I'm still a mixer. Yeah, yeah, you, you're still at it. You're still living it out. So yeah. then, so that little girl's tendencies, 
has now developed into being tendencies for you, even as like a health coach. Oh, yeah. I mean, even before I was a health coach, I would do the unhealthy. I would, you know, I'd mix stuff up in a minute, drink yeah. or things to eat. Or we would have when I was little, we would have like mashed potatoes and green beans uh-huh. and cornbread. And I would just crumble them all up together, stir it up. And yeah. <laughs> well, now I know where I get it from because I, I, I pretty much never buy a juice that's just one flavor. It usually has to be a mixture of a few different flavors. If I go get ice cream, you know, some people are like two scoops of vanilla. I'm never getting the same two scoops. It has to yeah. be two different flavors. Like, well, what's the point? Right. So, yeah. <laughs> so exactly. I, I, I see where I get that now. I see where I get that. All right. So then we leave, you know, high school and then you go off to college, right? Yes. For a mm-hmm. certain amount of time. How was how was college for you? Like, like looking back on it, I don't know, during that time, did you feel like you had to go? Were you forced to go? Were you excited to go? What was like that first leaving the house to go to college? And where'd you go? It was like just the next step. It wasn't, um, it was like every, all the seniors was talking about where you're going to go, where you're going to go. And the first place I went actually was a business um, college in Memphis, Tennessee. Mm. And I went there with uh, one of my classmates and uh, we ended up in a really bad neighborhood. We didn't know it was bad. And they were telling us, you know, be careful of the color of your light bulb and crazy stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah, because certain colors meant, you know, you're in business. So um, so our moms quickly snatched us out of there. We went, (laughs) went back to Haiti and then... I eventually went to um, Florissant Valley Community College in St. Louis. When you said our mom snatched us out, for some reason I just got this image, this like animated show that grandmother just keeps coming up and popping in the scene and going, nope. And like you, you over there eating ice cream, nope. And you're on the wrong street, nope. And she just keeps popping up in your life, nope. Yeah. 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 And so, so you go to college. What would you go to college for again? I'm sorry. Computer programming. Computer programming. And that was kind of like the uh, booming industry at the time. It was. Um, previously, like when I was in the eighth grade, I wanted to be an airline stewardess. Because I mm-hmm. thought I wanted to travel. It would be fun to be in an airplane. I'd never been in an airplane. And, uh, and then we had a field trip to the bank. And the bank had this massive computer. And I'm thinking, mm. wow. So that kind of switched my mind to toward, you know, computer programming. But then it was like when I got to college, it was like the old thing where you had to fill out these cards and put them in. Mm. It was way back then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. Right. that didn't yeah. work out. Right. <laughs> and it's probably only a, a fraction as powerful as, as the device you're on right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's way smaller. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's um, that's interesting how things always go smaller with technology. You right. know, like computers started out big and then they got little and gaming systems started big and then they got handheld and phones started out big and then they got smaller. It's like yeah. we, we have like this this desire to, to shrink things down into a more portable even even vehicles. I mean, you know, you look at old school Cadillacs and yeah. then look at little uh, uh, Teslas or 
<laughs> you know, some of these little small, like the Chevy Bolt nowadays is like tiny car compared to the Cutlass Supremes. It's all about convenience, you know? Yeah. 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 Because like, I remember thinking when they were talking about how we were going to have phones in the car. And I'm mm. like, you know, back then it was a cord. So like, right. <laughs> I, I couldn't comprehend how you were going to put a phone in a car. <laughs> right. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. I mean, yeah. Yeah. All right. So you're in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. You, you're on the wrong street. But how else at the time? No, no, no. In Memphis, I was on the wrong street. Oh, Memphis. I went back to Haiti, and now I'm in St. Louis. And I'm bouncing between your Aunt Phyllis's house and your Aunt Iva's house because your cousins, um, Shay and Dwight and Dwayne, they would always fight to where where I was going to stay. So I had to work it out to where I would stay with one for so long, and then I would go over and stay with the other one for so long. So try to balance things out. That's family. But that had to be nice, though, going from home to then when you go off to college you're with family or or was or did you want an escape from family during that time? no it was it was it was a nice thing because my sisters as you know are older than me and so okay. uh, and then i like i am 10 years i think older well i know i'm 10 years older than the twins and um not too much i don't know i can't remember how old you know shay is but Shay and Ricky, but I was closer to their age because here I am, I'm like 17. I graduated when I was 17. So here I am a 17 year old. And so I'm fun, I'm playful, I'm this, I'm that, you know. Yeah. And uh, and so it was, I get to spend more time with them. So it was, it wasn't, you know, I wasn't trying to escape anything. It was, yeah. you know, I had I had a great life in Haiti, and so I love family. Uh, my mom's from a big family. I'm used to being around a lot of family all the time, so it was it was good. Okay, but you just said I'm fun, I'm playful. I want to tap into that. So now you're in St. Louis and you fun and you playful. What you doing? You no, doing? no, I mean it's for like just being with kids. You know how I am uh, with your kids. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. All right, because they're still young. I see what right. you're saying. I see what yeah. you're saying. Just yeah. as yeah, okay, okay. I got it now. I got it now. I got it. All right. And so the the transition from uh, computers, well, from airline stewardess Mm -hmm. to uh, computers Mm -hmm. and banking, and then you see this massive computer and all the programming and the charts and everything that you got to do to keep it going. And you're like, okay, not not that. What was next? What what jumped out? It was just interrupted because I went away to college and... um, and after a while, uh, you came along. <laughs> and so I went from college back to Haiti, got married, settled in with your dad. And then, you know, life began back in Haiti in Crothersville until we moved to Cali. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so there was one. So, how'd you feel? I mean, to be honest, I know. You know, most you probably weren't planning that during that time. And so, you know, your life, you're trying to go in one direction. Obviously, you know, you love your your, your child, your baby, all those good things. But like, is there a tug? Is there tension inside where it's like, man, but I, I really was excited about where I was going? No, I mean, I'm pretty much where I just take life as it comes. Hmm. Um, you know, Even as a 17 year old. 
Yeah, God gives life. And so um, he gave me a life. And I just figured, okay, this is the direction that, you know, I'm going to go. A lot of times God places things in your life to change your directory, you know? So it's like, maybe I was going for that thing, but then he had you in mind. So it's like, you know, no, you, you can't get him over here. So you need to come back here. So it's just, you know, it was no regrets or anything like that. It was just, you know, life as it was. And uh, how did the family feel? Cause I know grandma was like, nope. So did she go, <laughs> nope. <laughs> you know, was she, was she a little like, Jetty May? You're supposed to be going to college, getting your your degree. No, um, no, she was, of course, disappointed um, that you know it had stopped or redirected. Yeah. Um, and Dad was, you know, he was always the quiet type. He just, you know, did a little family conference thing, you know, and he looked at your dad and says, uh, "So what y'all gonna do?" That's it right there. So what you going to do? I know what you did. <laughs> now what you going to do? <laughs> and your dad said quickly, we're going to get married. <laughs> he had the right answer. He had the right answer. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That has to be, um, I mean, you, you sound like you took it very much in stride. You know what I mean? Even as a 17-year-old, it seems like you were um, very like in tune with, the flow of life, but it sounds like it could have been uh, a big shock, you know what I mean, to someone to go from kind of their life building in a certain way and it's going and then there's a change, you know what I mean? And it's, it's just interesting that I don't know if it's just the calm that you have looking back over it today or if this is exactly how you felt then, but just that that understanding, it shows a certain level of wisdom at a very young age for you. Yeah, it was just like about the time you came along, I was actually 18. So I left, I, I graduated when I was 17. And then um, you came along when I was 18. But um, I don't know, I grew up around family. And, um, and, you know, that's just, I think I just took it. In. It was a little, I was a little nervous. I was, you know, shocked, surprised, but Shouldn't have been surprised. So, <laughs> so I just, you know, I just took yeah. it inside. It was like, it is what it is. Let's settle in. Let's ride it out. All right. All right. So you brought up, you know, family. You've always been around family. Do we have a crazy uncle? Because they say every family got that crazy uncle. Do we got a crazy uncle? If you don't want to say the Not name. That I would no, 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 not that, that. No, I had to because my mom had six brothers, so <laughs> that's why I had to like kind of like think about <laughs> go down the line. But no, because the the uh, the Betts men were like even keel. Mm. You know, they were quiet or whatever. You know, um, don't cross them. <laughs> but other than that, they were really you know just kind of calm, calm men. So yeah. at least not around us. I never right, experienced right. anything. Yeah. Right. I had well on my but my dad's side. <laughs> I had a, we had a, a cousin, my dad's first cousin that was um, that was uh, he was in a veteran 
And so I think something happened to him in the war. So he was a, a drinker and he mm. was kind of out of hand after a while. So he would he would probably be the crazy relative. Gotcha. Here's your nephew, Daryl, said, love you both. Love you too, Cuzzo. Love you, Daryl. Your your uh your your um grandma Steen's texting me says, Are y'all on? <laughs> so text her back and say, Yeah. <laughs> All right. So so this is good. I'm trying to get kind of like into the inner workings. You know, I want to get into the 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 mind of the young Jetty Taylor that's like starting life and things are blossoming and growing. Did you ever in any of this time when you said, let's settle in and ride this thing out? picture yourself in California or did you always picture yourself being like a country girl? I, you know, I was thinking about that the other day and I never really thought like beyond where I was. Mm. Um, and so um, when your dad joined the air force, it was kind of like, you know, they had the dream sheet of where you wanted to go or whatever. And um, he just, he, I think he said California was maybe number four or three or four or whatever. And I don't know, can't remember the other places he picked, but um, when he said it, I was just like, you know, okay, let's go. First time on a plane, <laughs> getting here. And you were like, what, three? <laughs> so um, yeah, you were three going on four, so. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm blown away. I'm a little blown away right now. Cause, uh... <laughs> I don't know why I expected so much, um, I don't know, not tension, but just kind of which way to go. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm overthinking no, it. Was, well, because growing up in Haiti and going to be in Haiti and Crowsville, there was really like, you know, it was exciting to like, wow, California. I never even phantomed that I would be, you know, even visiting California. Never even, California wasn't even like on my mind, period. And so to have the opportunity to just leave the area and experience something new, it was it was like, OK, let's go. You know, I think that's what it is also, is that, um, you know, you, you're cut from a different cloth than I think a lot of people might be used to nowadays in meeting people. And so it's like, um, I don't think many people are just kind of like, okay, well, wherever you say, you can check all the cities and it's like, oh, which one? Is okay, we're going there? Great. Okay, fine. It's like, you don't really get that kind of go along with the flowness or, you know, uh, I don't know. You don't get that that harmonious energy all the time because nowadays everybody has, but I want to do this, but I want to go there, but I don't want to do that. I don't like that. I don't want to be there. I, you know, it seems like there's maybe more friction. So maybe I'm just so used to the current landscape of kind of how people come together that it's it's uh it's it's warming and soothing to hear that it was so like well when you have like no choices and you have one choice then you take the one choice (laughs) (laughs) understood all right so i mean he was military so i couldn't like yeah it was was a done deal (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. All right, so then we moved to California. So moved to then we moved. I said it in the song. Then we moved to the Bay. That's E Feezy. Then I moved to LA. That's Snoop Deezy. All right, so we moved to the Bay Area. Uh, we're at Travis Air Force Base, and 
Now what? Not you know your, your husband is is off. He's he's in another country, right? He's oh that was before he he went and then came back and then we went to California. But he went to basics. He went to basic training and then he went to whatever they do after basic training, the schooling yeah. or whatever. Then he came back and then we came to California. Um, he didn't leave the. He only left the country once and he went um, on temporary duty. I think it was to Korea. Gotcha. But he okay. was just there for, I don't know, three months. I can't remember how long it was, but. Got it. And yeah. so uh, I'm, I'm trying to make a connection with where I know you to be now and like this focus of, um, you know, health and wellness and, and, you know, all, all the things that are, you know, gut health related and eating the right fruits and vegetables. And this whole person that you are right now, the person that I knew growing up who was like the bookkeeper. I always knew my mom was like working with the money. She was doing the numbers. She was fixing the books, right? Not fixing the books, but you know, taking care of the books. <laughs> Um, and then all the way back to um, kind of like the beginning of she's open to which direction. So I'm kind of trying to figure out how did we get this trajectory towards where you are now? Good question. Um, I don't know. I've always been um, health conscious. Like when I was carrying you, I knew that I needed to eat right. So fruits and vegetables and, you know, cut out this and cut out that. Uh, I've always been a big eater. Uh, I ate uh, more than my brother-in-law sometimes. They were like whisper. Uh, and this is when I was like, you know, 17, 16. Um, and they would whisper like when we have Thanksgiving dinner or whatever. Is she going to eat all that? And I was like, yeah, she would do that before. Uh, and then I remember them always telling me, okay, you know, you're 18 now, but just wait till you get a little old. That stuff going to start sticking. Mm. And, uh, but while we, when we came here, I just got into like the gym. I would just love to just work out all the time. And that was like, um, you know, I'm not a party person or anything like that. So um, I just started going to the gym and going to classes and stuff like that. Um, and with the health coaching thing, I just think the older I got, the more health conscious I got and, um, after I um, I went back to college and uh, got a bachelor's degree, and then I was like, okay, what now? Uh, it was in business, mm -hmm. and um, but just from doing the things that I was doing, like you know, with being you know in church and the choir and the dancing and stuff, it just seems like you know I don't know how it happened. It just I I could just say it's God because yeah, I can see it. This is direction that he took me. It's just like, okay, here. And because uh, I was thinking, what can I do? And then, you know how you always get the spam and the junk mail and the promotions and stuff. And yeah. so there was this email I got. Um, and it was, I think this was the way it went. And it was talking about, you know, being a health coach. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that sounds some, like something that I would like to do. Because before, like, yeah. I was a massage therapist. I, w I went to school to be a massage therapist. And I was had this business idea that I was going to do. And um, yeah. and so um, I was always thinking about health. And so after I graduated from the health coaching class, I was like, okay, but it's just our bodies are so, like, magnificent like where do you start because there's so many areas and that's yeah. one thing they were telling us like you need to 
pick, you know, your focal point. You know, what do you want to, even your audience, who are you going to teach to? Who are you want to focus on? And so my focus has always been, you know, my faith-based community. So that was, I knew I was going to do that. So then I started doing like little, um, like little uh, sessions with, you know, people at the church to where, you know, it asked, they fill out a form and, and all this stuff. And, and I was just like, okay, I really, like, it really wasn't hitting. And, uh, but I would still like listen to YouTube when I was at work about things about health and wellness and this guy, um, these two guys, um, it was a uh, naturopathic doctor, Dr. Um, his name now, and then he had his um, sidekick Ruben. And, uh, and they were talking about uh, how, um, how uh, disease begins in the gut. And I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. So I kept listening. And then one day I got an email from the my alma mater who I got the health coaching certificate from. And they were like, oh, we're offering a, a gut health course. And I'm ah. like, God, here we go. And so ever since then, I just know it's from God because I can listen to stuff and I'm just eating it up and I'm trying to, you know, it's a daily thing where you're learning because the body is such a miracle in itself right. uh, on how it operates and works. And so it's just fascinating to me. And I look around and so many people are sick, you know, um, with all of these different illnesses or they're limping around or they're overweight or they're, you know, all of these issues. And if you really think about it, it's like, okay, it's what we're eating because that's the one thing we all have in common. Yeah. It's food. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that's that's powerful. That's very powerful. So if you had to explain uh, your elevator speech for gut health, you know, someone that just now hears this, doesn't really understand the term, if you just had to blurt it out as quickly as possible to get them interested, maybe they want to, you know, possibly buy a book to learn a little more. How would you explain I was, that? I was, when I was in school, I was always bad about elevator speeches. <laughs> like, because, but the thing about it is, it's like, um, I guess maybe uh, I would start out with um, a, health or, a healthier gut is a healthier you. Um, if you really think about it, everything that we intake these days, not all of it is good for us. So you really want to focus on your gut to uh, affect your other organs to affect your life. And so um, that was like my really, uh, the thing that drives me is like, people know a lot. We're in, in information age. So it's like, there's no lack of information. Um, and I think I allude to this in the book to where they say, you know, knowledge is power. Uh, but and I say, if you use it, you know, if you make it work for you. But if you just know a lot of stuff, that's not that's not power. That's not power. It's not powerful if you're not using it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Because, I mean, knowledge is basically like a weapon. And so you can have a closet full of weapons. But if you don't open the closet. Yeah, <laughs> they're not really gonna help you. It's not. It's not. And so with and another like with forming 
um, Taylor's Holistic Approach Ministries that I'm focusing on, like trying to get people in small groups, because that's one thing people know what to do, but they need support. They need accountability. They need encouragement. And so I think it's like they have this little phrase somebody made up better together. But it's so true because you have somebody that's, you know, that's going to say, oh, no, you know, we're not going to do that. Or come on, let's go walk or come on. You know, I made this new recipe. You have to have like this this group thing going on, even if it's just your family to support you. And it's like, okay, I want to I want to be better. So let's do this together. Yeah. Support systems are very underrated by a lot of people. They don't realize that. I mean, and that's for anybody out there, no matter what you're doing, you know, even if you're trying to just like go to your local gym more or go on a walk more often around your building or whatever the case is, if you just find even one other person yeah. that, that shares that idea that you see out walking too, or you see at the gym struggling too, like just make that one buddy, you could change your output tenfold just by having one partner that's that, that's on the same page as you are. Right. Yeah. So I like that. So you're going to start developing like these small groups mm-hmm. and the groups are designed to basically help each other, to galvanize and help each other do better and be accountability partners and all of that. Right. Because, you know, you talk to the common person and you start talking about, you know, what to do and what not to do. They know. Right. It's no lack of information. They know, you know, that I'm, I should be eating this, this, this and this. And a lot of times I get the question, well, what can I eat for this? No, think about your whole body, because we've been so conditioned to think about one part of our body, but one part affects the other. So it's like, what can I do for a headache? Well, you know, you can't, you know, what else is hurting, you know, because that's affecting your demeanor. Your head is hurting, but, you know, you can't get up and move around. You don't want to be bothered. It affects your mood, you know. And so it's like, what can I do to do this? And what can just get your whole body healthy? Yeah. And people are talking about weight loss. I was like, just get healthy. Then you'll settle into the weight that you're supposed to be for your right. body frame or your body type or whatever. You know, just yeah. focus on your gut and getting healthy. Yeah, you're right. Everybody knows McDonald's bad, broccoli good, but the McDonald's <laughs> the McDonald's drive through line is way longer than right. the line to get the produce bag uh, at the grocery store. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. It's quick, you know, you don't have to cook. It's easy to dish it out, you know, it's convenient. It's cheap. They, they, you know, they make fast foods. Well, now, you know, they're trying to get more expensive because I know I want to. That's true. And it's like for even, you know, on a day that I'm out, I'll get, you know, try to get like a burger and some fries. And that's like $10. (laughs) It's like a burger along is $10. And that's so, just it's like a regular burger. like Yeah, because I, I got a burger special. with no cheese, you know, and just a basic, just, you know, the, the sauce that they put on or whatever. And it was like $10. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and so, not good for me. So I'd rather go to the grocery store and spend $10 on, you know, a couple of things that's good for me and be okay. And it's going to last me beyond, you know, the 10, 15 minutes I take to eat the burger and stuff. So Right. And so what is your suggestion for people that do have those kind of busy lives and then they're just constantly on the move? And they, like you said, they know ah, I shouldn't be eating this. However, I got to get to this meeting and, oh, I got to go pick up the kids. Uh, oh, I, I was supposed to get back and pick up the dry cleaning, whatever it is. And it's like they realize I haven't eaten in, you know, six hours. I'm starving now. Like what what would you say to kind of help that person start to 
build a better um, behavior around their purchases? It's all about planning. Oh. You know, they say, you know, if you fail the plan, you plan to fail or something like that. So. Yeah. Um, so it's all about what's important to you. You know, we go through life and it's just, we think that our bodies, you know, just on autopilot and it doesn't need anything until it crashes. And then we're thinking, okay, what can I do? What can I do? But it's all about knowing your lifestyle and then just doing a lot of people now are getting into meal preps. Uh, and so just prepping for the week, prepping for the snacks, prepping for being on the go. Um, I had a, a friend who was just, you know, here, here, here. So I sent them like a, um, a uh, electric, like um, lunchbox and then, uh, and then a cooler. So there's things you can do. Yeah. You know, in order to preserve stuff, if you don't have a refrigerator or if you don't have place to, you know, time to heat things up or whatever, uh, there's always things you can do. You just have to be more creative and really plan it out. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, is that something that your uh, small groups are going to work on is, you know, meal prep or planning ideas or things of that nature? Yeah. You know, um, good health is, you know, it affects your to the totality of your body so it's going to affect your mind your your physical your mental your emotional and everything like that so that's you know because our our hormones um we have a lot of them and the most of them are in the gut so it's just like you know um you just have to um i forgot the question i was going around <laughs> i do that sometimes <laughs> it happens i do the same thing <laughs> uh, I was saying, are your small groups, are they going to deal oh, with? Oh, the small groups. So the small groups is like the support group. And so, you know, you might have someone. I did this back at Mount Calvary. I addressed uh, early on in my uh, entrepreneurship <laughs> and uh, trying to uh, present things to um, the faith-based community. I did a thing with the children. Uh, and then I did things with the men's ministry where I told them, get into small groups, get somebody who, you know, knows how to, you know, cook or somebody who's going to look for recipes, somebody who's going to pray. Because a lot of times we depend on willpower instead of God power. So, mm -hmm. you know, somebody who is going to pray for your group, somebody who is into, you know, thinking of things, activities and stuff to do. So like each person will have something to do. And so it's just like, oh, I found a new recipe. Come on over, you know, invite families over, you know, make it a family thing to where, you know, you're introducing a new healthy dish or whatever. And just, you know, just build your small community to build yourself up into good health. Yeah. Yeah. So now does gut health, um, does gut health affect all ages the same? You know, sometimes there's things that they feel you feel like, well, when you're young, you don't have to worry about these things yet. And then when you're older, well, you know, these, these things might be so far gone. If, you know, if you got bad eyesight, you're just going to probably have bad eyesight. Is gut health one of those things that kind of covers everybody or is there a certain age group that should focus on it more than others? No, it affects everyone. Even um, I was listening to something the other day. It's like even before a baby is conceived, the father's health can affect the baby's brain health. So it's from cradle to grave. It's like, you know, uh, yeah. Wow. Before the baby's even conceived. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's huge. Yeah. I don't think I don't think a lot of fathers recognize that their health 
uh, you know, affects the baby like that. A lot of fathers, you know, look at it like the woman's health, if whatever the woman's right. doing, what she's around, not the dad is around her smoking. Right. Now that's a problem, but not something that he did himself long before the baby was conceived. That's interesting. Right. Yeah, yeah. I have in the future, I'm planning to um, write a, a baby book. It's like, um, it's, um, I can't remember, it's mom, dad, and me or something like that. Or, hmm. uh, and just so for, you know, um, expecting mothers, you know, or somebody who is planning on having a family so that they will know, like, from hmm. the very beginning, uh, you know, how to plan and to, you know, to bring healthy babies into the world. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. That's really good. Oh, I just had a question. See, and I lost it. Um, um, oh, yeah, I forgot. I lost it. Okay, so um, you you said you're going to write a baby book, but you already have a book now. I do. And what is the name of your book now? It just makes gut sense. Understanding God's handiwork. It just makes gut sense. And and. I'm pretty sure we can all understand that the the overarching idea of the book is gut health. What right. kind of things are we taught through the book? What 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 um, I guess what 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 information do you go deeper into? Uh, in so book? it's all about um, a lot of times we're operating machinery without reading directions, instructions, yeah. and so you know how you know you might get. Um, something and you go oh i know how to put this together and then once you get it all together like okay where does this piece go so the book is all about what exactly is the gut because previously you know you think about the gut it's just like your stomach that's just, that's the thing you think about it's like oh my gut it's your stomach but actually like your gut is all of these other organs together from your mouth all the way to the rooted to the tutor and so <laughs> so it's just explaining exactly you know, what organs are connected or included in as a part of the gut. Uh, and then also um, explaining, and it goes into like different things about, you know, how things are organic and, you know, where to go to find, you know, a list of things. They have, have like the, the dirty dozen and the, and the clean 15. And so it's, there's this organization where they tell you the fruits and the vegetables that was least um, infected by, affected by pesticides and stuff like that. So it's right. like the, the clean 15, you can buy it either commercial or organic. And then the dirty dozen is best to buy them organically. So stuff like that, giving tips out, um, uh, and uh, just, you know, just trying to make people aware of, um, the whole ministry is all about making people aware of how valuable you are, mm. um, how, uh, you know, we were made in the image of God. And so, and Jesus died on the cross for our sins and, you know, stuff like that. It's like, okay, you must be pretty important if God yeah. was willing to do that. You yeah. know, he knew he was going to be spit on and beat and talked about and you lied on and all that stuff, but he went through it um, because he saw the value in you. And a lot of times we don't think about, we are vessels, you know, of God. And we have the Holy spirit residing in us because we're feeding it junk physically, emotionally, mentally, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's going on in the inside. And yeah. so, um, and so it just, you know, it's just, it just raises, 
it's to encourage people to really take a look from the outside. Just, you know, take a look, step back and say, you really think about your temple in a different way and how you're going to take care of it. Because um, one of the things I say is like, when I get something from someone, if I, I borrow something from somebody, I'm really careful with it. I don't want anybody to, you know, I don't want it broken. I don't want it scratched. I don't want anything because I wanted to give it back to you the way that I received it. I see where you're going, yeah. And so it's like, you know, God gave us this body to take yeah. care of it because he houses it in the Holy Spirit and he lives within us. And so what are we doing to take care of that temple in order to be a light for others? That's good. That's really good. I don't know if all that's in the book. I don't know <laughs> if I remember that in the book because I, I obviously read it already. I don't know if I remember that, but that should be in the next one maybe. I, that's a good well, yeah. The plans were to have four more books, one for spiritual health, one for mental, emotional health, um, physical health. But um, I don't know whether I'm going to put that all in one book or, you know, make two more books out of it. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, it, it sounds like two more books just because it's probably a lot to digest. Pun yeah. intended. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's crazy. And I remember when you first told me about this, that they have a dirty dozen. It feels odd for them to be able to identify the stuff that's really, really bad for you because it's affected by pesticides, but it's still on the market. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like, yeah, these aren't, these are dirty. We, we're not going to sell those to you. We're going to sell you the clean 15. Like, no, no, we'll sell you both. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's just because they're commercially grown. So, right. you know, they they um, they use uh, some type of, of pesticides with organic and commercial, but the organic ones are supposed to be, you know, uh, not as strong as the other ones. And mm -hmm. so, um, so, yeah, it's but it's good that it's, you know, that it's out there. It's available. A lot of people don't know, you yeah. know, or how to tell like an organic if there's not a sign. Uh, how to tell an organic from a non-organic if you're looking at like um, like a, a, an apple, like they have the codes on them. So it's like a regular commercial apple would be like, I don't know the number, but 4022. But if mm -hmm. it was an organic, it would be 94022. Because uh, the organic, and then if they, it has an eight in front of the 4022, then it's like maybe uh, genetically engineered or something like that. So there is like little codes and stuff. And so that is in the book. Uh, I give right. you a picture to tell you, you know, what the organic seal looks like. And because um, through, you know, research and studying and reading, it's like there is no um, limitations on what you can use to describe your product. So you can say it's organic, but that doesn't mean it's organic unless it's gone through the process and it has a government seal to prove that, yes, it's organic. Because they use things like, you know, this is in the book, too, like uh, I, you said you like the story I said about the Simply Lemonade. You know, it's just like, oh, it's, that, that's a buzzword. Simply is a buzzword. Yeah. Natural, all natural is a buzzword. Yeah. So they know how to do these, these um, names and they know how to do colors to invite people in because they know that that entices people to, Oh, let me try that. Yeah. Yeah. They, they definitely use the, the greens and, and yellows and oranges very right. So you look at it like, Oh, that one's probably a little healthier and you don't even realize it. Like the right. science that they use in their marketing is so next level that you don't realize it don't even say 
or it don't use any of the bu buzzwords, but it just has the right color and and a certain picture and the simplicity of the text. And you're like, hmm, it's probably healthy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now that is in the book. <laughs> How they did a color study on, you know, and that's why certain um, establishments, brick and mortar establishments are certain colors inside or on the outside or whatever. Uh, yeah. yeah, it, it kind of um, ignites certain feelings and, uh, within a person so yeah. yeah yeah that's real color marketing is is is, is definitely a thing um why a book i mean yeah you kind of could have did a lot of things to to get this message out to to give people this information what made you say out of out of all the mediums that i could possibly do to to bring this information to the forefront i'm gonna write a book Actually, my oldest sister, Iva, she's the one that did it because I'm always, you know, talking about it and, you know, and I always suggesting and eating right and whatever. And she's like, you know, you have all this information. Why don't you write a book? Mm. And so, and it was no hesitation. It was, I was like, oh, okay. And, um, <laughs> and so I had, uh, during COVID, I had started doing these Facebook lives. And that's what the book is based on, my Facebook lives. I did um, I did four, I think four months. And so each month had a different focal point. So there was the first month, which was the first book, talking about, you know, what that gut was and the health, uh, having a healthy gut. And then uh, the next, you know, month, I, I, I did it, excuse me, I did it on like Sundays. So once a week. So for four weeks a month, I talked about a certain thing. So I talked about physical health and the importance. And then I talked about mental health. And, and so all of these things circle back around to uh, a gut health because of uh, the way our bodies are made up. So. That makes sense. Yeah. And so, so what's next? What's next on the agenda? I know we talked about the, the upcoming books that we're going to have, the emotional health, and what was the other one? Emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual. So I know that. And the baby book. And the baby book. Oh, yes, we yeah. have covered some ground. Yeah. On, on so, what's next. Um, long, I am planning to do a health retreat. Mm. And so um, I'm trying to figure out the... Um, the ins and outs of that. Um, I had said, I had asked a couple of people um, to be uh, staff members uh, for 2025. Uh, I wanted to do uh, someone to be a counselor. Um, I have this, this one friend, she's a counselor, so I asked her to come along as a counselor. Um, and um, another friend for activities, and then another the friend who was, who is a chef, to just teach people how to because a lot of times people think, oh, healthy is just, you know, oh, I get tired of eating salads all the time. But there is so many other ways to, you know, cook with herbs and spices and to make things more palatable. And so just trying to, you know, do cooking classes to teach people, not to just feed them, but just to teach them how to use herbs and spices and stuff on different dishes and, you know, creating different dishes and stuff like that. So that's another small group. Um, I really want to do something next year because it's just I have this heart for the people who are suffering and for people who really want help. And so I want to uh, do something um, small 
in, you know, small groups, maybe just take them, you know, for like a weekend or, you know, and do what I said, you know, for the health retreat, but just, you know, compact it just to give people, you know, group people together, encourage them, give them support, um, things like that. Um, yeah. I want to do this other thing called um, uh, Operation Cuddles. <laughs> so as you know, uh, your baby, I, I nicknamed her Cuddles because she was so so fat and fluffy when she was when she was a baby, and so yeah, he was my was. cuddle. He was my cuddle person, and so yeah. uh, and so that's just a, the name. But um, it's about um, it's about therapy. It's about um, how you call it mental therapy. Uh, they sometimes you have like they have animal therapy where people you know they take animals like dogs or whatever to elderly whatever yeah. uh, and it helps them well this is going to be with stuffed animals so uh, like uh, and I just I didn't realize you think you think and the stuffed animals are for kids but for anyone who you know is is looking just pick up a stuffed animal and hug it uh, and 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 I was I was re, you know it I stumbled up on it by you know accident and I was just surprised how like really comforting and I was like I see why kids want their animals because it's really comforting so I want to really sure. have a program where I can distribute that to like nursing homes or you know um, you know for the elderly for them to really especially a lot of people are like alone they don't have people who visit them a lot or whatever so just to have something with them that they can you know that's so good. Yeah, I like that. Operation Cuddles. Yes. I love it. She's going <laughs> to love that, too. <laughs> All right. So, you know, I always do a top five and I have a perfect top five for you. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to do music, um, but I, I have a better one for you. However, I do have one music question. I want to know in high school, I need to know that artist for you. That that one artist that you used to just when their songs came on, you jamming in the car you you putting the lp on you whatever you did love this artist who was it well first of all we couldn't do all that <laughs> nope <laughs> <laughs> and you know back then there was like there was groups you know it was just mm. like um the emotions mm. um, and um who else Growing up, the Jackson Five, of course. Of course. Um, you didn't have one. You didn't have like, if 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 you get your turn to pick the song, or you get your turn to say what we listen to. You didn't have like, ooh, Lionel Richie. You didn't have like. <laughs> no, I mean, I I used to like Barry White. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Something wrong with me. Okay, there you go. All right, your top five. I want to know top five superfoods and why. Okay. Um, I like um, kale. So, and can I do drinks too? You can. Kale, green tea, blueberries, blackberries, um, and... Uh, broccoli. Wow. So, so blackberries went over like spinach. 
Yeah. That's, that's, that's big. I, I mean, I knew blackberries were healthy. I just didn't know they would. I didn't know that they would beat out some leafy greens. That was really good to me. So kale number one. Yeah. Green tea. Yeah. Cause those, 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 those are my top two because they're the most powerful. Like we have these built in defense systems. And so um, I was reading this book to where it's like, there's five major defense systems and um, green tea I can't remember where kale hits, but kale is always like this powerhouse that's really good for, you know, to have on a regular basis. But green tea hits all five, supports all of those defense systems to help you stay healthy. So I try to do green tea um, at least like once, twice a day. Wow. Um, yeah. And I heard and then the blueberries is the same thing. Blueberries, blueberries and green tea are like, and, and, and kale, those are like the top three powerhouses. Wow. I heard a doctor saying that um, uh, I think they were talking about spinach at the time, but they were saying that it's different uh, vegetables do the same thing that like there are nutrients that are released from vegetables cooked that you wouldn't get eating them raw. And then there's nutrients that you get raw that you wouldn't get if you cook them. Yeah. That's pretty much true. I agree. Yeah, I agree. All right. So, Kale, green tea, blueberries, blackberries. Yes. Broccoli. Yes. Wow. I think a lot of kids would like that. I, I get to I could tell my mom that I know you want me to eat this broccoli. I get it. But I'd rather have a bowl of blueberries and blackberries and it's kind of better. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> as long as we keep the blueberries and blackberries stocked. I don't really have to touch the broccoli anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, mom, you have, been, you have been an amazing guest. Thank, Thank you for you. being You're an amazing host. I'm really proud of you from pushing through and doing what, you know, you like to do. And, and I just see great things for you. So I am just super proud of, proud to be California mom. Thank you so much. I get it from the best. I get it from the best. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. Thank you so much. And as you already know, I don't have to tell you, pot is good. All the time. And all the time. Pot is good. I love you, Mom. I'll talk to you soon. I love you. All right. Take care. All right, you guys. There it is. Episode 33. My most special episode thus far. My mom. Mama California, join the show. Hopefully you get to see the amazingness that I see all the time. I've seen my entire life through my mom. She is an incredible woman, um, and she's been like that for a long time now, I know. I didn't know there was, she was this incredible way before I was even around. So, But it makes sense. It makes sense. And it all started with my grandmother saying, no, you need that. You need your grandmother sometime to jump in there and say, no. Hope y'all enjoyed the show. Once again, I am Cashman, California. This is the Pod is Good podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please follow us, like us, share us, whatever. Whatever you got to do to make sure that when we jump on, you with us. We'll bring you more conversations, more inspiration, uh, and hopefully more laughs as well. So with that being said, Pod is Good and all the time. I'll see y'all later.